outcast to society. Some weeks after our liberation, a bus arrived from Stuttgart, Germany, to pick up the small group of survivors from the state of Württemberg. Out of our original transport of about 1,200 people, there were only 13 survivors. My mother, my father, and I were among the tiny group. We were brought to the displaced persons camp in Stuttgart, a temporary facility, which had been prepared to house returning Jewish refugees. I didn't meet any other children in this large building, and I soon felt lonely, surrounded only by adults. We arrived with very little clothing, and no money, to a war-ravaged Germany, the country of our birth. It had been my family's home for hundreds of years. I overheard my parents' conversation about leaving this place after only one week. We must try to begin a new life again, Papa whispered to Mama. Papa was always the one with hope and optimism, even during the darkest days of our imprisonment. He would try to calm our fears. Don't worry, we'll get through this, and we'll have our own car again, he would say. Sometimes when the hunger pangs became too strong, these words weren't convincing. And there were constant rumors of our deportation to another camp in the east, where conditions were presumed to be worse. I was happy with my parents' decision to leave the displaced persons camp, where everyone looked so sad, and people were quick to argue with one another. Most people seemed constantly on edge, often crying and speaking about missing members of their families. They had little hope of finding anyone alive. They made me feel uneasy. However, we were given an ample supply of food, and each dish tasted like the best one I had ever eaten. I asked for second helpings, even though I felt full. I watched others do the same. Food was still a luxury to me. I felt that by overeating, I could stockpile the food, just in case conditions would suddenly change. I had grown quite a bit during the three years at Terezin, and I looked thin from my height. When the day of our departure from this first temporary home finally came, I was excited and relieved. I wanted to leave the past behind and just be a normal child again. The three of us held on to each other as we walked out the door. My heart was racing, and I suddenly felt anxious. My throat was dry, and I had trouble swallowing. I was breathing fast. I hope that this isn't a joke, and the Nazis will come back and return us to Terezin and kill us. As soon as these thoughts came, I tried hard to block them out. No, no, I have to forget... I'm now free, and that is how it must stay. I looked at my parents. Their faces seemed to show fright. Did these same thoughts cross their minds, I wondered? I held my doll, Marlena, tightly in my arms and whispered to her, Don't worry, I'll never leave you. She had been a gift from my grandmother when I was two years old, and she was my most prized possession. I protested loudly when a Nazi guard tried to take her from me. When I arrived at Terezin, I was allowed to keep only Marlena and the clothes I wore. I promised that I would always try to protect and guard her with my life. It was Marlena to whom I turned when I felt sad. She heard my sobs and felt my tears. We still wore the same shabby clothes that were issued to us at Terezin. Papa had been somewhat overweight before our imprisonment. Now his face looked thin, and his clothes hung loosely on him. His dark brown eyes had always sparkled. Now they looked empty 
and sad. He had lost most of the hair on his head, and his cheekbones protruded from a previously full, round face. He walked slowly, as if he had to replenish his energy with each new step. Mama also had lost much weight. Her forehead was crossed with worry lines. At Terezin, she had worked hard as a nurse, taking care of the very ill, elderly female inmates. After we left the displaced persons' camp in Stuttgart, we didn't return to live in my and my father's birthplace, Kippenheim, a village in southern Germany. We chose instead the village of Jebenhausen, my mother's hometown, located a few hundred miles away. Jebenhausen was familiar to me, since we had lived with my maternal grandparents in 1939. Papa's parents had died a few years before his marriage to Mama. My grandparents were the only remaining...